feel like we should shorten that. Maybe tad bit. I mean, it's it's cool because you know I've heard uh, like uh, Love Line used to have a really long one, and That's I feel true. like uh, Rodney on the Rocks was sometimes it was super long, it was like a few yeah. minutes long. Because I think it like by the time he got in and set up, they started yeah. the song right like at the time he was supposed to start, but by the time he was ready to go and everything, he's like, like, "Hold on, I gotta take a shit real quick." Yeah, <laughs> I, sometimes I'm like, "Yeah, he's definitely like doing some shit or something," yeah. and then he eventually be like, "All right, here we go. We're gonna get going now." <laughs> <laughs> I Mike think we're. I think Wazowski. we're good. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. you there? Yeah. Oh fuck it. All right. Well, we had some technical, technical difficulties. Difficultades. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Hold on, I still got. There we go. I felt like I was a little louder because I still had the monitor. I am the loudest. I am Iron Man. That was a terrible, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> we were not only were we out of key, but it just didn't even sound yeah. like. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the Oddfellows podcast. I guess uh, today is uh, sometime in November. Uh, Thanksgiving has passed, and a few things have happened. And uh, we just drank some Maker's Mark not too long ago. Would you like some more, sir? Which was surprisingly delicious because I'll tell you what happened. After you take that first sip, just like Louis explained in the lost audio. (laughs) (laughs) Payback, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's Britney, bitch. (laughs) Uh, After you take the first sip, it just kind of like everything becomes smooth. And it it, it did. I I got I was shook. Yeah. And how it just, like, there is almost no flavor. I mean, in terms of the harshness. Yeah, yeah, there's no... Just, you drink it, and then there's the, almost like the, the, uh, the essence yeah. of the flavors. It's not really, like, the heat and the burn. It's weird, but it's good. Whiskey, man. Whiskey, bourbon, uh, scotch. scotch. They all have that uh, <laughs> fucking dying... Yeah, the initial. Yeah, but you have to take your time with it, as with other stuff. That's why you see rich men with their cups just sniffing it. I'm, I'm, I kind of want to retrace what we were talking about before the audio. Yes, but I don't remember what it was. So let's just keep going with just whatever we're talking about now yeah no i mean it's uh you know if it's worth talking about we'll probably bring it back up uh so uh louis scotch uh, scotch uh sorry no you changed your name yeah. so scotch uh we were talking <laughs> <laughs> scotch yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah scotch um uh you had mentioned that you got a a job oh yeah yeah which you weren't able to celebrate your uh thanksgiving entirely yeah i so we might as well get jump into it. Oh, true. Um, <laughs> hold on, let me check the audio levels. <laughs> Two no, hours later, I know. Oh, damn it. Fucking <laughs> shit. No. Uh, so I'll start from the beginning because uh, it it always comes down to like me bitching about how no one's calling me back and no one's like hitting me up and I've been fucking applying to places and whatnot. And finally, someone hit me up within the hour. I po- I. I applied to this place. It, uh, I don't even remember applying to this place, but it was uh, 
it was called um actually i won't say names because i don't want to put them on blast there's a lot of fucked up shit that happened oh shit yeah so let's just let's just call it the facility this right? is an expose the expose <laughs> <laughs> so the facility hits me up and like literally an hour after i applied for the position i just kind of like what the fuck who the fuck is this so i pick you're up hired yeah you're hired i'm like what <laughs> when do i start <laughs> No, uh, so it was a Thursday, I believe. Oh, no, it was Wednesday. So it was a Wednesday. I get called. Um, they're like, hey, can you come down tomorrow uh, for an interview? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'm down. Like, so what is this position for? And it's like, oh, it's for a supervi- supervisor position uh, for this facility. And I was like, I'm down. You know, like. Yes. Yeah, fuck it. And so I was like, how much does it pay? And it's like, oh, starting is 18, and then after three months, it's going to be 21. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm fucking down. I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. So he, he went to explain to me, like, hey, you know what? Just just trying to be up front. It's, it's a facility for uh, adult, high-functioning uh, psych uh, residents, right? And so I'm like, okay, what does that mean? It's like, oh, basically it's... Uh, People who have been diagnosed with some kind of depression, mental illness, schizophrenia, uh, anxiety, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they're high functioning, so they they're you know they're not going off the walls and doing stuff right. that, you know that they shouldn't. So I'm like, okay, yeah, fuck it, you know, like sounds sounds good. So he's like, all right, so I'll see you tomorrow. Go Thursday, have the interview, and he's like all about it. He's like, dude, like no, um, telling me like basically the benefits of the place and what what the day-to-day um duties are and whatnot and so i'm just like cool like i'm down we walk around come back to his office and he's all like all right bro so let me know if you're serious and i'm like of course if you're giving me the job i'll fucking take it you know yeah because at this point i'm just like i need a fucking job right i'm running off of fucking fumes right now so i'm like fuck it yeah i don't care i don't care what it is just fucking put me on the fucking payroll so he's like, all right, well, the only reason why I'm telling you is because I'm going to send you to get fingerprinted. I'm going to send you to get a background check and uh, do some other stuff. And then it's like, and that costs us money. And I just want to know that you're serious. And I was like, of course, yeah, I'm fucking super down. So that day he's all like, I need you to go get fingerprinted. So I go to fucking uh, this place. It's over here by the 110. Um mm. And so I had to go from the 110 to Fullerton. And so I fucking drove. I had like the fucking appointment, which was like 20 minutes. Mm. It's like, oh, the mo- the closest fucking scheduled appointment is in like 20 minutes. And I was like, I think I can make it. You know, I just wanted a, the job. Right, you know? So yeah. I'm just like, fuck it. You know, so I raced all the way to Fullerton, got my fingerprints done. And then I um, called him up. I was like, hey, I got my fingerprints done. Like, do you need me to go back to the office or the facility? He's like, no, you're good. Um, tomorrow, I, I made you an appointment to get a TB test. And uh, so I was like, all right, cool. So he's like, here's, uh, I'll send, I'll text you the address and like what you got to do and what you got to say, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, cool, perfect. So the next day, it was a Friday. I go to this clinic and they're like, all right, well, we can't do the TB test because it takes three days for you to come back and we have to read it. And it's basically like a little bubble on your arm. Oh, right. Yeah. And so they're like, we're not, we're not in during the weekend. 
So we're going to send you to a different facility or a different clinic and they're going to give you the shot. So I was like, fuck, dude. So I go to the first clinic. They say to go to this other facility. I go to this facility. They give me the shot. I was like, all right, well, you go back to the clinic and talk to the doctor. I'm like, all right, fuck it. So I go from the facility back to the clinic. Yeah. And they're like, hey, uh, we told you we can't do anything here. I was like, well, they sent me over here. And I was like, well, you're going to have to go back. And they're going to have to give you instructions. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I fucking go back to the facility. Mm. And they're just like, oh, yeah, just come back Sunday. And I'm like, you need to fucking just text me that shit. At this point, I'm so... motherfucker, Dude, at this point, I was so flustered and frustrated. It was just driving back and forth like right. in the L.A. area. And I'm just like, dude, I can't fucking do this all day. I, I was texting my, my uh, girlfriend. And I was telling her, I don't even want the fucking job anymore. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and so I was like, fuck it. You know, she was like, calm down. You know, you got the job. You know, just, just hang in there. So I was like, all right, fuck it. So I go to the um, get the tb test read on sunday and i walk into the facility and i was like oh let me check it out and they saw it and they're like oh you're good just signed it and i was like all right go back to the clinic so i go back to the clinic and i was like how come you they asked me how come you're here is like like they couldn't just fax you the information it's like no they just signed off the paper and then they told me to come over here it's like they could have just faxed it and i was like dude you guys are just wasting my fucking time dude this was like a monday you know yeah and so uh, that same day, I had an, another interview for a um, another uh, graphic design place. Okay. And so after I did all the medical shit, I went to the interview uh, later that day. And, you know, I, I believe the interview went w- well, but it was like I was the first of the many candidates, I'm sure, that they're going to interview. Right. So I still won't hear anything back. So I told them, you know what, like. Let me know if uh, if you guys are interested in hiring me because I might start a job. It's like I'm kind of in the works of, excuse me, starting something. Uh, but don't worry about it. Um, but if you guys can tell me as soon as possible, like that'd be great. You know, just like oh yeah yeah. So we'll probably tell you after Thanksgiving. So I was like fuck. Well, I gotta start work Tuesday. So I was just like. Well, I won't say anything. I'll just keep my mouth shut, wait right. for whatever happens, happens, you know. So then I start Tuesday. And the first day was amazing. I was learning about the facility and how everything works. You know, the fucking many things that people have. Like This mental- sounds like a Stephen King story. <laughs> <coughs> like the first I, I walked into the facility, everything seemed great. Yeah. It it was. I I was like really ecstatic. I called my girlfriend on my lunch break and I was like, "Babe, like I'm so excited. Like I'm so happy I got this job. Like no one has called me back. This guy, he like took a chance on me. Like mm. I'm so grateful for him. Like you know, this guy, like he said, "Fuck it. Like none of this shit matters. Like I want you. Like he made me feel like I was important. Like mm-hmm. I this job was specifically for me. You know. So I'm just like." I'm fucking in, you know, like I'm all like, you know, us Scorpios were just yeah. like all in as soon as someone nice like, order the PS5. Yeah. God damn it. We're going to do the big this yeah. year. And so fucking, you know, Tuesday rolls around and uh, that's the end of that day. And I was like, fuck, yeah, this is, this is dope. I can see myself doing this. Yeah. So I go back to work the next day and um, he's like, all right, well, I'm going to take off. I won't be back till Tuesday. And I'm like, what are you talking about? 
It's like I have a trip. I'm going. To, about. Yeah. It's like I'm go. I'm going to fucking um, New York or the East Coast for the holiday. And I was like, okay. Like, what? What do I? What do I do? And he was like, well, basically, all you can do is just like ba- basic stuff, like you know, walk around the facility, get to know the uh, the residents there, you know, make your presence known, make yourself available to them. And if any problem arises, you can always text me. I make myself available. And I'm like freaking out because I was like, dude, like this is my fucking second day. And this guy's fucking leaving to New York. And I'm just like, what the fuck do I do? He takes off. There's no way to get him back. You know, he's, he's, he's gone. He's on his way. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm in the office by myself and I'm just like, fuck, what do I do? Like he didn't give, he didn't leave me any instructions. He didn't tell me anything about anything. All the videos that I had watched was basically like OSHA stuff and like kind of preparedness stuff. Right. So I didn't know anything about anything. So I'm just like, how do I know how to handle certain situations? You know, so I'm just freaking out. Going on my lunch break and I tell my girlfriend, I was like, babe, like, I don't know, man. I don't like the vibe. Like, I don't like how this food just left me like this. Like, but you were so happy yesterday. It's like, yeah, this is after you fucking just left me just without left any me. instructions. You know, I'm freaking <laughs> the fuck out. Yeah. So I go back to uh, after my lunch, I go back to the office and there's a resident that comes and asks me something. Uh, it's like, oh, it's uh, so and so here. And I was like, oh, no, he, he left. He won't be back till Tuesday. He's like, all right. And there was another resident behind him. I was like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm going to fucking watch what I'm going to do to you. Oh, you're all going to fucking hang. You're all, you're going to hang. And he's just like going off on me. I've never met this person. I've never introduced myself. I first encounter ever. He's just <laughs> telling me all this shit. He's threatening me. And I'm just kind of like, okay. And then he <laughs> fucking walks off. And I'm just like. What the fuck did I get myself into? Fucking try my phone. <laughs> catch my face, cut. <laughs> so I'm just like, fuck it, dude. I, I, after that, I started closing the, the fucking office door because I was just like, I'm going to make myself available like he asked, you know, and not right. lock the door, you know, have it a little slightly open. But nah, I was just like, nah, I don't know if this was going to come back with a knife or a gun. <laughs> right. Not to mention that this facility is an open door facility. So basically they can leave and come back. And we can't do anything about it. So it's not like a closed facility where, you know, locked in you're or, locked in yeah. or anything like that. So that was my biggest concern, which is like, how do I know if this was not going to come back and like fucking kill me or kill anybody here or right. cause harm or shit? So that's when I was like texting. I was like, dude, like shit's fucked up. Like I need some fucking help. I don't know what to fucking yeah. do, you know? So whatever that that happened. Um, that same day, there was another incident with another, uh, resident there. He's like pacing back and forth in the lobby. And all of a sudden he starts getting in people's faces. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're a fucking piece of shit. I'm a fucking Vietnam, uh, fucking vet and blah, blah. He's a young guy. He's not a Vietnam vet. He's just delusional. You know, (laughs) Kurt Cobain's my brother. (laughs) Yeah, it was bad, dude. And so, He's yelling all at the residents there, and some people can get triggered by that. So, you know, I did what I thought was right, uh, and I and I got in front of them, in between them, and I said, hey, you know, you need to calm down. Uh, basically, I offered him to take his PRN. PRN is basically like an emergency pill to calm them down. Mm-hmm. And so I told him, hey, you want to take your PRN? No, blah, blah, blah. He's just yelling at me, yelling at everybody. And then, like, there was a nurse coming out of 
the office for the the basically medical staff um and he noticed that he fucking lunged at her and i was just like close the door close the door she closed the door and she like hurt her finger like she didn't get it caught but basically the force of him pushing caught her finger and so she was kind of like freaked out and to make sure that he wasn't going to go hurt anybody else i fucking followed him but kept my distance because i don't want him to go even more crazy you know um and so he's over there yelling at everybody. And I was like, come on, like, it's like, fuck, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take that PRN. I dropped it. You want me to take that? And I was like, no, we'll get you a new one. We'll get you a new one. Don't worry about it. So fucking, we took him back to the medical uh, office and gave him another PRN. And then he just bounced. And I'm just kind of like, fuck. And then, hey, dude, like, what the fuck did I get myself into, you know? Yeah. Then Thursday rolls around. And this is Thanksgiving. I'm there by myself the whole day, you know, and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I'm fucking like, I I don't know if I should just like hang in there, tough it out, but I don't know anything about anything. All I'm reading is like the protocols and shit that basically California state can like fucking close down a facility like this and and I'm I'm even freaking out even more because like, if I do this wrong, someone can be here or someone can like be a witness and report me. I'm not trained in this. I'm I don't have any experience in this. The only experience I have is being a supervisor and a manager uh, for departments, stores, and you know fucking projects. You mm-hmm. know, um, so I don't have any experience in this. So I'm freaking out. And yeah, Thursday rolls around and i'm just like fuck it i'm just gonna stay in here you know like try to try to talk to the mets uh staff and hang out with them try to like absorb as much as i can and uh the fucking issues start coming in with the staff uh the medical staff tells me that they basically don't feel safe with certain uh residents there so they they sometimes have to like back each other up. It's like there's no security guard or there's no like staff like that that can be like an enforcer type thing. You know? mm. And so they're telling me like you know we don't we don't have any we can't do anything about it. All we can do is offer them their PRNs to calm them down and that's it and document everything. I was like, so why don't you guys call the cops? I was like, we try, but the cops for that city don't like the facility because they the mayor and the city itself don't like that facility because it brings i'm quoting here air quotes they they bring in crazy people Hmm. and so they have this really bad relationship with the police and so if the cops decide to come they're like an hour or two late and by then like they've already hit somebody at some point Mm. that i was told that even the guy who hired me was hit and shit was stolen just fucked up shit and i'm just like dude like i do not like what i'm hearing you know right they talk to the fucking the maintenance staff and they tell they tell me that there's this really bad blood between the housekeeping staff and the maintenance staff because they believe the housekeeping staff uh they be, the housekeeping staff believes that the maintenance staff don't do anything but the maintenance staff all they do is fix things you know they don't they can't they're not hired 
to clean beds or to do shit like that. They're just if shit breaks, they fix it. Right. Yeah. And so there's there's bad blood within that department, and it's just really fucked up. And one of the maintenance guy tells me, you know what? I'm gonna tell you something because I've talked to the other guy who, who hired me and he hasn't done anything about it. I want to know if you can do something or at least talk to them or at least let me know that I'm okay. And I'm just like, sure, shoot. And he tells me that basically whenever he's mopping an area, there's this uh, lady from the housekeeping staff that basically knocks over his signs, his like wet signs. Mm. And he's like, I'm concerned because if someone slips, that's, not only my job but that's the whole facility like we can get sued for that shit you know so i'm just like you're right like she shouldn't be doing that hmm. and so he tells me that he's brought up this to the guy who hired me and nothing has been done it lasts the piece lasts for like a week or so and then it goes back to her pulling out this petty shit so I'm just like, you know what? All I can do is write it down and bring it up to him when he comes back from his vacation. Now, another maintenance staff tells me that basically um, all the housekeeping people or the housekeeping department, they riled up the residents there to basically blame them for everything. Like, oh, your sheets aren't clean. Oh, that's because they haven't fixed the fucking laundry machines or whatever. So you should blame them. You know, blame mm -hmm. the maintenance staff. And it's just like little stupid shit like that that you're yeah. like, don't talk about it. Like, don't rile them up, you know? Yeah. Then, so I I get a call from um, the kitchen staff and they tell me, hey, you know what? I don't have this ingredient. What can I do to make it or make up for it? And I was like, you know what? Like, what do you usually do? He's like, oh, well. I can go get the this ingredient. It was for um, the Thanksgiving dinner. Mm. It was a cranberry sauce. They're like, all right, you know, like, but I got to start cooking right now. Otherwise, I'm not going to make the dinner time. So I was like, well, no, like, let's see what we have here. And she was like, oh, well, we didn't have this. So I basically told her how to, like, cheat it. And I told her, use some uh, jelly, like PB and jelly. And puts a little water and, like, you know, dilute it and, and use that as cranberry sauce. Like, you're not going to tell the difference, basically. It's just mm -hmm. a sweet sauce. <laughs> Excuse me. So that's what she did. And she was like, yeah, usually I would go buy whatever I need to buy with my own money. And then I get reimbursed. And I was like, well, at least you're getting reimbursed. It's like, yeah, but I'm, you know, low on money. So I would have to get reimbursed, like, right now. And I was like, well, I can't even fucking do that because right. I don't even have the authority even though i'm a supervisor like i don't have authority to like pull out money from the company from the facility so i was like you know what like just do that do the pb or the jelly trick so she was like all right and um so like I, yeah she was telling me basically that no one wanted to work that day she was basically forced to work that day so that was her first time cooking the Thanksgiving dinner and the dinner itself by herself. Usually she has other people there with her, but no one wanted to work. And I was like, dude, that's fucked up. And so she was telling me, I got I got this done, this done, this done, but I still need to do a couple of sides and fucking stuffing and shit like that. And I was like, damn, I got like an hour left on my shift. Like, I know I'm the manager or the supervisor, basically uh, 
you know, acting manager, I could stay, but I don't want to, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. I'm just like, you know what? I'll help you cut up some vegetables. That's the most I can do. So I'm there my last hour just fucking cutting up carrots and celery and shit, and, and I'm helping her as much as I can. Yeah. And she was like, man, like, thank you so much. Like, the other guy who hired me wouldn't do this. Like, he wouldn't come in the kitchen. Like, there was another guy before him. He would. He would come in, and he just he's not there it's like this guy's young which he is he doesn't give a shit like he always closes his doors and um you know we have to text him to make sure that he's there and like it's just it's just really bad and i was like damn that's why i was like yeah hopefully you can like change things around here because you know you're you're fresh you're old you're older guy you know uh you have experience and you know you look like you have a lot of wisdom I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll try my best, you know, but until he comes back, I don't know what I'm capable of doing. And it's like, so I, I, all I can do, and I kept saying this to everybody, all I can do is write this stuff down and bring it up to him when he comes back. And I was like, yeah, man, like, th- that's all we're asking for. So everybody was pretty much excited because they felt like I was going to change shit, you know? You're a beacon of light. <laughs> yeah. You were the light in the caves of Moria. <laughs> Dude. So tell me why fucking Friday rolls around. I'm sitting in the office and I'm, you know, checking the emails. The The first thing I do is I go hang out with the med staff mm. and see how they're doing, see how their Thanksgiving was and stuff like that. And they're just like talking. So then uh, a resident comes to me and it's like, hey, because uh, this guy sells cigarettes for them. It's like, can you can I get some cigarettes? Yeah, sure. Come to the office. And we sat down. He tells me about his issues and with the things that he has experienced in the facility and nothing but bad shit. <laughs> and so I'm just like, yeah, you know what? The best I can do is write it down and bring it up to him when he comes back. And so I get a knock on my, my, uh, my office door. I was on the phone with my cousin cause he had called me and you know, I have free time. I don't know what to fucking do. Yeah. So I answer. I was like, hey, bro, what's going on? He's like, oh, how you been? I was like, hey, I'm at work, so I can't talk that much. So yeah, no worries. And I had to cut him off. And uh, basically, he was like in the middle of the, yeah, congratulations, bro. <laughs> like, And I was like, well, hang on. You know, I, ha- I have wait, to answer. Wait a yeah, yeah. So <laughs> just, just hold on. And then, like, sure enough, I was like, hey, let me call you back because, you know, they need my assistance. So I opened the door. It's one of the med staff. She was like, hey, can you come with me? It's like, what's going on? What happened? It's like, well, I was having a cigarette um, and I was in the back by the parking lot and I saw this resident throw a glass container from his second story room. And it's like, and I kind of want to see if he's okay. Maybe offer him his PRN, you know, just do protocol shit. It's like, but I don't feel safe by myself going up there by myself. It's like, can you help me? Like, can you just come with me? And I was like, yeah, for sure. I mean, what am I going to say? No, like go there by yourself. Like I'm the fucking supervisor, you know? And so we go up to his room and we knock. It's the fucking same guy from the first day by myself. No, no, no. Not the Vietnam one. Oh, the one that was was threatening everybody. Yeah, yeah, the one that was telling me that I was going to hang and to watch out what he was going to do to me and blah, blah. So he, you know, he opens the door and he's like, hey, how's how's it going? I was like, oh, uh, sir, resident, you know, like, you know, are you okay? How are you feeling? I was like, I'm okay. I was like, what do you want, fat boy? He's talking to me, obviously. Mm. And he's all like, I'm just here to, like, you know, accompany her. 
It was like, what the fuck did I do? And like, she was telling you, well, you threw a glass container. I was like, I didn't fucking do that. And it was like, we saw, like, she saw it with her eyes. I wasn't there. It was like, but she used we as, you know, to kind of make right, it. Right, like there's more. Yeah. So I was like, we saw it coming from your room. And we just came to make sure that you're okay. And you're not, you're not supposed to throw shit up there, blah, blah, blah. And he's just yelling up a fucking storm, calling me all kinds of fucking names, telling me that I better watch my back. That, you know, he's going to watch what I'm going to do to you and you're going to fucking hang. Everybody's going to hang and all this stuff. And I'm just kind of like, okay, sure, whatever. And I'm getting furious because I don't like people talking to me like that. Mm. But at the same time, I'm not allowed to put my hands on them, you know? Right. So we just, she was like, let's just go because she was getting freaked out. She mm-hmm. was like, let's just go. So we walked and uh, she's down. We're down the fucking corridor of the rooms. And he's all like, hey, fat boy. So I turned around, not to like, oh, hey, that's my name, but Mm -hmm. because I have to document everything, you know? Mm -hmm. So I turn around, he just continues, I'm going to fucking watch what I'm going to do to you. You and that security guard you came in with, I never came in with anybody. Like, there's no security guards there. (laughs) You and all your entourage. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just freaking the fuck out uh, because I'm like, dude, like, in my head, I was like, this fool would have caught me on a bad day. I probably would have fucking laid some hands on him. (laughs) <laughs> you know so i go back to my office we're walking down and she's telling me man this guy should not be here this is an open facility he should be in a locked facility where they f- basically force you to take your meds and do all, all right, the, yeah. everything provided for you know and she's telling me yeah we we've been having issues with this guy um even the guy who hired me had issues with him um and apparently all this shit has happened with this guy for a very long time and they've been trying to get rid of him, but they can't. The police won't do shit. Legal department won't do shit. Like they, they can't do shit. How do people get in here? Well, you get interviewed, and they determine, evaluate it. the The guy who hired me basically does the evaluations. This guy has been there since before he was hired, so that's why he was kind of like basically grandfathered in, mm. and now he's fucking Stuck there. Up. Yeah. So I assume the, the, the state of California pays the facility a sum for each individual there. Yes. So there is some sort of an incentive to get to have it full always. Yes. Prison style. Basically. Hmm. So that's the whole as issue. There's this legal gray lines that they're not allowed to do or say or act on it because they're technically mental patients. So any of their threats are basically written off as they're just crazy. They're empty threats. They don't mean anything. And so all this, like, I'm fucking, you know, writing this shit down. I have everything written. And I'm in the office, and I'm writing that last experience down. And, like, I'm literally shaking, not because I'm scared, but because I'm, like, I want to beat his ass, you know? Like, this fool is, like, calling me fat boy and all that shit. these hands, Yeah, catch these fucking hands, bro. (laughs) So I'm just like, dude, like I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to stick around like that. Not, not only am I worried for my own safety, but for the staff safety and who knows if he catch me on a bad day, like I stomp you out in front of your mama. And and I started thinking like, what are they going to say? Oh, he hit me. I was like, oh, he's just crazy. He's just crazy. No one hit him. Yeah. You know, like it's so easy to get away with it. He hit himself. But, like, I was worried, and so I was just like, nah, I'm not going to stick around. I'm not going to put myself in that situation. Yeah, right. There, Among other 
fucking small little things that I didn't mention on here because they're not worthy of it. But it was it was just it was bad. just a, a whole shit show waiting yeah. for a new captain. Yeah, and and I I I stopped writing my letter, my notes. I fucking picked up my shit. I walked out of the office without saying anything to anybody because I just didn't want to make a scene. I went home and I called my cousin. I was like, hey, so uh, let me just tell you, you don't have to say congratulations. Like, why? What happens? Like, I fucking quit, dude. Like, I'm out. So he's like, Fuck you're that. fucking with me. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm literally driving home right now. I'm driving home and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to put myself in that situation. Yeah. It's like, I don't have any experience. I'm not trained. This guy just left me after basically my second day, halfway, th- not even a quarter through yeah. my fucking f- second day. And there's no no one that can help us. There's no one to back us up. And so, I, I yeah, I wrote, I wrote him uh, on Sunday. I was like, hey, you know what? I'm not coming back. It's like, I'll be there Tuesday because I know today um, is Tuesday. I told, I told, I'll be there Tuesday to drop in physically and you know to be there to hand deliver the keys to the facility and to hand deliver my resignation and to get my last check he's like oh i'm sorry that couldn't work out and i went this morning and he was like yeah man like sucks like i i hope i was very upfront with it it's like you know you were but it's just it's just way too much i told him yeah you were to an extent fucked <laughs> yeah it was that it, it just seemed like he wanted to get somebody in just so he could just get his vacation in. Yeah. And then he'd be like, okay, well, cool. It didn't work out. Sorry. But I still got my vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Because even like, well, my first day he was telling me that he goes because the facility um, requires the administrator, administrator to go to these like events where they, I guess they talk about different things products or different types of training or whatever mm. uh for these type of residents it's like i haven't been to one in about like a year and i need to go to these things because it's required by california and we never have coverage so i'm just like okay and like there's a lot of little things that in hindsight i wish i would have caught because it was very telling of his like attitude towards the job his attitude towards his employees like you know it's just it was just a bad it was a shit show like and i wish i wish i was able to fucking stay and just say fuck it you know i'll I'll fucking fix this place up but it's not my job it's not my job there's so much shit wrong with that place and people are way too comfortable and he's not willing to fucking do anything yeah and so that's why I was like, no, you know what? Like, fuck that. And I, in my resignation letter, you know, I wrote everything that was, that I saw, everything that was going on. And like, I was, when we were driving home this morning, I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, I want you to read it. I, I'm, I'm so happy and I'm so relieved that I'm fucking done with that place. I don't <laughs> never want to go over there, but I want to hear it. I want to hear it. And I want you to tell me what you think. And she pulled it out and was like, dude, you got like four paragraphs in here? And I was (laughs) like, yeah. And I was like, damn, that's more than fucking anybody has ever given me. Because my girlfriend, she's a manager um, for a store. It's like, whenever they quit, it's just basically, this is my letter of resignation effective immediately. And that's Mm -hmm. it. And then they sign. 
And you have fucking four par- paragraphs, like, you know, listing so many things. And it's like, this is the most you could ever given him. This is the most you, you know, that you could have done. And I was like, yeah. thanks, man. Like, you know, I, I took it serious. Like, I didn't, I didn't be like, oh, you know, I'm just going to collect. And my mentality wasn't like, oh, well, I'll tough it out just for the paycheck. Right. You know, it was, it was more of like, I need to make a change but i'm not able to make a change where all these different things are coming from yeah. like all different sorts of direction and yeah dude i oh, i'm so glad so glad <laughs> it's it's done and over with and i don't have to go to that part of you know the city but it's sad it really is something's got to change man yeah I mean, one of the main reasons I hate talking about politics. Oh, cause it's, yeah, it's I understand. Just, it's it's frustrating. It's depressing. It's like, you know, you can you can you can get behind a team or a person, but at the end, even if they are good, they run across what you ran across. It's like. Well, what can they do? Yeah. So, you know, you can get good people with good intentions, bright-eyed, and they're just like, fuck yeah, let's make a difference. And it's just like, actually, no. Actually, you don't. You can't do that. Nope. Actually, wait. Hold on. No. You yeah. have to get this approved. Actually, you have to get both parties to agree on this, so just forget about that. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. So then that's why you end up with, like, presidents that will be like, okay, well, I guess I'll just do one thing, you know, Obama, Obamacare. All right, I did that. There you go, guys. Yeah. Trump, the wall. I did that, guys. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Biden, uh, he's, well, I mean, he's doing a lot for illegal immigrants right now. So I, let's, I let's give him props. I haven't that. heard shit. So, just saying. Thank you, Daddy Joe. <laughs> uh, as of, I think, November 23rd, uh, no illegal immigrant can be arrested and deported unless they have some sort of a violent, violent crime. Got it. Okay. So it's, there's good. no threat of that. That's good. And then uh, I think besides that, I think they're working on uh, anybody who's been here, I think, since before 2011, uh, is going to be allowed to get a work visa and travel around the United States and out of the country. Nice. So, they're, you know, they're not. it's not going to be like a, a residency or anything like that. It's just like a work allowance yeah, in yeah. the United States. Like I'm which here is, to work. It, it's something, yeah, because a lot I mean, of people yeah. are just here to work. Yeah, they don't really. Some of them are like, I don't really want to be a citizen or a resident. Dude, I, I just want to work. I'm a citizen, and I don't want to be here. Dude. <laughs> We're going to Mexico, <laughs> dude. I would not mind that. I, mean, I wouldn't either. I I would if if I would if smart enough and invested a little bit more money. I w- yeah, just fucking get the fuck out of here, dude. There's, what is there here? Everything's going up. We just get like a, you know, find a nice place somewhere like in somewhere nice. Baja know? California. Like Baja, you know. Down there, there's, there's so much to- tourism down there. Yeah, I mean, we, dude. we we could probably build a brewery with yeah. the amount of money that we've already invested <laughs> in the shit that we've got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, or, just, or just offer them, hey, I'll get you drunk. All right, when you need it, buy you. Know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we could just do it like and, and make that our our, 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 uh, our, uh, our angle. Like, this is just like 
homemade it's very organic it's like you know it's unfiltered and it's just like all right there you go you know just yeah. make the front look good and then the back we we do the same stuff we've been doing you know yeah yeah no i mean i i i have friends and family here and but still like i'm just like i mean my algorithm on tiktok has been a lot of like oh i moved to mexico <laughs> you know like best you know, decision. <laughs> yeah best decision in my life and i'm just like dude like fuck man i want to fucking leave here so bad like california is fucking expensive to California's fucking live very expensive super expensive and it's it's only gonna get more expensive and yeah. like excuse me when my parents were when my dad was my age he was already he already had bought his fucking first house and yeah and he was working as an immigrant you know so like let that sink in a fucking immigrant with no papers yeah I was able that. was able to afford a house i was like you know man you guys somehow you guys fucking did this and now you're like, oh, well, why don't you do it too, Mijo? It's like, uh, I don't, I ain't got six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> dude, inflation is a bitch. And yeah, I mean, I tell my, I talk to my parents every now and then about like I want to move out and shit like that. Especially because like I live with my parents. I I live with my parents, you know, like <laughs> period. <laughs> I've never. That, that's the end of that yeah, sentence. <laughs> I've never moved out. I never lived on my own, and it's like, yeah, I want to live that. I want to experience how that is, but I know I can't afford it. And two, you know, like we're Latinos, so we kind of like want to stay with our family, you know. So like, it's it's been rocky, up and down, and but still, like, there's times where I'm just like, dude, I can't. Like, I need to fucking move out, but I was like, oh, I, I need to move out, but I can't because i can't afford it yeah it's like even if if i were to get the cheapest fucking house here which would be like a trailer home it's easily anywhere from 500 to like a thousand dollars the cheapest i've ever seen is 500 bucks and i'm being like fucking frugal looking for houses that are falling apart you know what i'm saying <laughs> so i'm just like I, like i'm to the point where i'm like let's just get some fucking land and fucking camp it <laughs> you know like no you get a, you get a land and then uh the you, you uh the company called tough shed makes <laughs> mil no they make mini I know, homes yep i've seen and that you shit. can get those fuckers dropped off for like 300 something a month yep <laughs> you get it delivered and they assemble it and it's got like two floors or whatever you want to get what we then, gotta do ricky <laughs> get some land and you know invest in, in this property you know like you know obviously it's going to cost cost a little bit but oh, yeah. but we get a couple of these and we make a little compound you know we fucking rent these motherfuckers out on airbnb and we you know make it look appealing like a not a compound like a crazy fucking <laughs> cult thing but like you know like we make it like a park like an experience you know we even have like a little stage where bands can come and you have a little bar and Funny shit like enough, that. this is what I wanted to do, but in Baja, Mexico. Let's fucking do it. I'm down. Because in Baja, Mexico, I wanted to do this and make like a... Well, my idea, this is... It doesn't have to be this way, right? But my idea was I wanted to make like a, a fisherman's resort. Ooh. Or just be like a bunch of like 
I wanted to make like almost like a hacienda style thing, you know, where it's just like a bunch of rooms and in the middle there's a courtyard and then you have like a fucking every weekend you'd have like a roasted pig and everyone can just come in to have dinner together and and then you know it like it, obviously it'd be like fishing trips on the boat, you know, we'd have yeah. like four boats and like we you know, we'd take them out fishing and this is what you guys came for, you know, catch some fish, we grill them up and it's just this whole big ambiance and shit you know like, it's like you do that shit every fucking weekend enough and you might just start loving life i'm down to start <laughs> loving life right now hey man but yeah i wanted to do that in mexico that's that's been one of my 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 dreams for a long time um again does not have to be about fishing but that was one of my things where i was like you know it'd be great to just start like a like a fishing thing where it's like you attract people that just want to come fish you know yeah, and there's people out there who like on a regular, even out here, like in Newport Beach and Seal Beach areas, where they you pay like thirty bucks a person, and yeah. You know, you have like a little small little boat. They drive you out to the middle of the sea. Is deep sea fishing? Yeah. That's all you do. Good luck. But yeah. Mexico has fruitful waters. Ahí está. So you, it's like you know, over here, it's like there is hit and miss days. I've yeah. gone out there fishing all fucking day, not cut jack shit paid my fee to the boat and everything you know there's people yeah next to you they're like oh my god it's like they're jumping onto the boat and yeah. me i'm like what the fuck are these where? what the <laughs> fuck am i doing different <laughs> you know what boat <laughs> where's the boat that you're jumping <laughs> on where's this boat i want to get on that boat <laughs> yeah. you know but you know it's just at the end of the day I, I feel like i don't know i just that'd be i think that'd be great you know i think i think with the american dream the appeal of it is like anybody can get behind the American dream, you know, get get rich, have family, you don't have to worry about it. You're tired and you're happy. Anybody can get behind that shit. You yeah. know, that's understandable because it's it's very appealing. But the reality of it, and you know, the whole Wall Street movement that happened not too long ago, made it very aware that only one percent of the population <laughs> gets to experience that. Yeah. That's that's fucking small. Yeah. And and it sucks because like we have dreams, we have plans, we wanna do shit. But of course, like how you were saying earlier, when it when it comes to politics, oh you gotta do this, you gotta do that, you gotta pay for this, you gotta pay for that. It's like, oh you gotta get this whole thing approved by the fucking city, blah blah, blah you know. And it's just like a whole up and down. Like, you know, we, while we were, you know, building our little empire of Tequa, you know, you know, doing some of the research, it like it is very daunting and it is very discouraging reading about some of the things that we have to do or some of the things that we cannot do. And but like we I think w what helped us continue to do what we do is that we love it and people love it. And yeah. we not necessarily have gone to the point where hey you know what we can find our bottles at fucking bevmo or whatever but that's not that's not our priority right now you know yeah and, but i mean eventually yeah that'd be fucking dope yeah but, eventually it'd be dope to be able to be like hey yeah uh what's the the place is it wine oh uh, wine and more total wine and more yeah 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 or bevmo or bevmo you, you know, know big carriers of not of uh, things not often seen yeah. which brings us to our next point george Hold you beautiful son of a bitch <laughs> and stephanie <laughs> baka <laughs> and uh was brandon a constant listener now 
I have no idea, but... <laughs> well, he has a shit. <laughs> Jack shit, so maybe not. <laughs> I know. He doesn't... I don't think he has Instagram, so... Oh. Well, better for him. Fucking asshole. Son of a bitch. Goddamn <laughs> fucker. Anyways, but yeah. Uh, yeah, shout out to those guys and uh, anybody else that listens out there. Um, I know Luis pretends to listen to him. He's like, oh, I haven't, uh, I haven't caught the last one. I'm like, dude, we're like five seasons deep now. He's like, oh, oh. Oh, wow. shit. Uh, uh, I guess I better listen to him. <laughs> Thomas, I think, listens to him. Steph, I haven't heard shit from Steph. Well, we haven't. Which been worries me. Uploaded in a while, so. Even before that, though. Hey, I'm getting no. concerned. Steph, if you made it this far. We need to do a wellness check on yeah. Steph. We're going to have to call you out. Just, you know, all I'm going to ask is yes and no questions, Steph. If he's whooping on you, <laughs> just respond number one on the next post that we have. Yes. There's no, he's not. There's nothing else. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to respond if he's not. Just blink twice. <laughs> <laughs> the little eye emoji. I know. The ojitos. <laughs> Save me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. That's uh, that's life so far. Yeah, so the far so LBC. good. LBC. So much drama in the LBC is hard based Snoop Deal Double J. That guy's he's super talented or not super talented. He's super ambitious. I he's like him everywhere. Yeah, I was watching the the Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah, with Snoop Dogg. I saw. Oh, I've only seen a couple, like little clips. You know how he uploads clips yeah, yeah, yeah. afterwards. I, I've only seen a couple clips, and I think I only uh, the one that I really remember is the one when he's talking about um, they're talking about Biggie Smalls and Tupac. I think shit, I haven't gotten that far. I I, I stopped watching probably like when there's like maybe forty five minutes left. Um, oh I, yeah, I think it's probably like towards the end because I watched oh, a that, good that portion of it. Yeah, it might be towards the end. The the one thing that irked me about uh, Joe Rogan. On this whole thing, because uh, you could tell he's high and he's kind of like trying to vibe with Tup- with uh, Tupac, with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> uh, but he was talking about how uh, he was uh, how Joe Rogan was saying how he was so impressed by this video of young Biggie Smalls uh, freestyling in front of a, I think it's like a bakery or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the very like famous. Before he was signed yeah, and all this, you know. It's very famous. Yeah, when he's video. doing a rap battle or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So Joe Rogan's like, oh, Jamie, pull that up. Put that video up. Put that video up. And uh, Snoop Dogg's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. that. I, I remember that. I've seen this video. And um, Joe Rogan's like, man, but can you imagine being that young? The delivery. And and Snoop Dogg's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, oh, man, there's there's a bunch of them everywhere. Yep. He's like, they're everywhere. And but Joe Rogan's like no 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 but but to imagine being that young, and I was like, <laughs> look, I understand that that's all you've ever seen, Joe Rogan. But literally, you know, any school, high school, any barber shop, you know, you can have guys that have just as much talented, and people that we haven't seen that have more talent for sure. And because of whatever, maybe drugs, uh, gangs. Maybe just became fathers and decided to be responsible and not pursue the dream that we haven't seen. You know, yeah. For this, sure. These are the the people that make it big are the people that trickle through. Yeah. But there's like there's there's a lot of talent out there, and that's what Snoop Dogg was saying. Like there's the there, there's cats out there 
like that everywhere. You know, you find them generationally. They're all over the place. You know, the ones that make it through are just like that special few. And 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 I think Joe Rogan wasn't getting that. And I was like, Joe, what he's trying to say is that there's a lot of talent out there. Yeah. You know, Biggie Smalls was a huge deal. He was very, very unique. But there's guys out there that have done it better than him. But in that sense, like, fuck, man. There's so much fuckery oh, yeah, going on in the course. world. It's, it's been happening for a long time. And I guess in a way, it could be summed up like um, my man J. Cole uh spit out in a verse what do he say he says uh white people kind of steal color people's uh uh things to make money off of them so yeah. the verse goes something along the lines of like same thing that my n-word elvis did with rock and roll justin timberlake eminem and then macklemore and he says i'll probably go to the awards dapper down watch iggy meaning Iggy Azalea. Yeah. Watch Iggy win the win the award while I try to crack a smile. And and you know that's it's basically he's yeah. naming people that have benefited uh immensely from uh black culture. Yeah. Although I love Eminem, I can't, you know. But it's, yeah. it's you know, but it's still like, you know, he got to the heights that he did, you know, because it was more marketable. Yeah. Than uh than uh, a black person may have been, but you know, I obviously you know Elvis took rock and roll. He took the the whole everything, the vibe and everything was uh from the blues. You know the blues uh and uh, there was a lot of black players black back then, but obviously they're not as marketable as a as a handsome white man. Yeah. Justin Timberlake and his soulful singing and dancing. Yeah. It's like, you know, it, you, there's there's plenty of black men out there that do it too, but not as marketable as this pretty young teen pop star. And uh, there's plenty of, uh, of black men that can, you know, just like just like Snoop Dogg was saying, there's, pl- there's, there's all kinds of them out there. Yep. You know, but you get one that's white that can do it that good, he's going to, he's it. He's you Get him in. The fucking Justin you know, Bieber. So, you know, doesn't take away from any of their talents. Elvis was talented. Justin Timberlake is talented. Eminem is talented. And and so is uh, Macklemore. They're all talented. But in comparison to black or uh, even Latinos, yeah, there's plenty of them out there. There's a bunch of them out there. But no one will give them the time of day for it. Because they're not as marketable. Exactly. So you want to invest in someone that's marketable. Microphone check one two, yeah. I was caught up in the bridge, uh. Long time no see, uh. Stranger came up to me and said, "Yo, what it be?" I said, "Look, it's the deuces." Uh, <laughs> I, I was hoping something it's would come. <laughs> it's the deuces. It's the deuces. It's the deuces. They like seduces. It's the deuces. They seduces. <laughs> seduces, cause they seduces. Turn this into stone crackling down. I don't know. <laughs> Snag crackle. Crackle pop. Smoking the crack off the crack pipe. Let the smoke rise and tail my lungs. Oh, I ain't nothing but a raisin in the sun. Breathe heavy, got the haze in my lungs. Uh, motherfuckers don't be playing where I'm from. Think you gon' play, we gon' take it to the gun. Cops coming and they're blazing the thumb. They wanna put me in a cage, here they come. Damn. <laughs> Damn, we had to 
put a beat on that, dude. <laughs> like, hey, man, that's a sick beat. No, I got to ask, but give me my inhaler, man. That was good, though. That was really good. I used to do that when I used to uh, work at um, golf and stuff. Uh, oh, just like freestyle? Yeah. Uh, so I used to, there's this attraction called uh, a disco. Basically, it was like a, a U-shape, kind of like a half pipe. Okay. You know, and uh, it was this spinning disc, like a UFO, and it would just go spinning up oh, and down shit. like that. And I used to be like be up on the... Uh, you know the attraction push the button want to go whatever and uh there's another attraction but the bumper cars and uh me and my friend john shout out to john i don't think he listens but uh <laughs> <laughs> damn it <laughs> <laughs> he, we used to like we, we used to be slow like during the weekend like we used to meet up in the parking lot which is basically the middle of between the bumper cars and the disco and we used to like spit lines and shit like that. We should just fucking go at it like fucking fro- uh, nice. freestyle and improv that shit. And fuck, man, I used to I used to get so into it, dude. And like I made a video on um on YouTube. I, I showed you guys. Mm. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Freestyle or I rolled down and I was just like freestyling off of it. But still, I missed that because I can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was it's fun, tricky. man. It takes practice, though. Like yeah, anything, you know, you yeah, get you sure. get your little uh, little connection uh, of of things going, and then eventually you just learn how to connect things back and forth and kind of go around. And but yeah, if you don't do it, it's yeah, <laughs> difficult. <laughs> yeah, that was good though. I'm, I'm I was very impressed. Yeah. Don't, don't you patronize me, Louis? I'm not. That should sound good. It should sound. Like, it was it was getting somewhere. <laughs> I felt I felt it. I would. You know, I had to stop you, put a stop to this because, you know, people were going to tune in just to listen <laughs> to right that. Now. <laughs> Get it a little jealous over here, you know? <laughs> no, it was good, though. Good shit. Whatever, man. Hey, man, I'm giving you a compliment. I can't take compliments. You know that. Yeah. Look at it and take a swing at you. <laughs> hey, hey, good job. <laughs> Say that shit again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You see that? The thing that <laughs> guy's like, he's like fucking pissed off in his car. He just goes, yeah. No. <laughs> he puts you the passenger seat when it's like, like dream punch. <laughs> like, like when you try to punch in a dream and he's just like, you can't fucking do it. <laughs> he's like, yeah. You have to show me that. I haven't seen that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Good shit. What but yeah. About? We're talking about hip hop and rappers and how oh. the white man has, uh, Put their thumb on us for far too long, and we're gonna fucking. And a white man came down with a terrible vengeance. Yeah, I mean the, the tide's turning on the whites. Yeah, I I think I think there's a little bit more of a consistent acknowledgement now because you can't hide yeah. from it, and you when you have like social media like just 24 7 yeah like i haven't watched fox news in forever you know i I get all my my information from either reading the sources or watching videos 
Uh, you know, I choose what I consume now, and it's not yeah. like I'm waiting for Fox to tell me what to consume. Yeah, so, the unfortunate part about all these news is like they're all biased now. Yeah, they're all they all have an agenda, and which is you know it's kind of fucked up. You got reporters that are at some point they were kind of like celebrated as like uh, these guys that are out there speaking the truth. They're going against the grain. They're gritty. But now it's just kind of like now you're just pushing your own personal thoughts and ideas yeah. as opposed to reporting the findings and the gatherings, sure. which is like now it's like, well, yeah, I'm going to listen to the the fact that there was uh, a police shooting over here. But now it's like I got to listen to your rhetoric about the uh, what happened and what what is it about and all this other stuff. Same thing with, uh, you know. Anything political, yeah. every news station is now bought by something else, and it's just kind of like now there's. I don't think there's really a true journalism anymore. Yeah, I, I I think it's because of private media. It's just taken on a whole different fucking level. Because like I remember, probably a couple of years ago, probably like a good ten years ago, there was like a a car chase that mm. was around my neighborhood. And uh, I was tripping out because I was like, I fucking know where this guy's like driving in. Yeah. And instead of saying, you know, the city where I'm at, it's at Compton. And I was like, we're we're like a couple miles away from Compton. Like it's nowhere. Like we're nowhere near Compton. The yeah. street that he's on, like literally past. Like I heard the helicopter. I heard the the police. And you're saying that it's Compton, like, if it was Compton, I wouldn't be able to hear the helicopters or the yeah. police or, you know, the whole-ass commotion, and you're saying it's Compton? Like, why? Why are you fucking doing this shit? And it's all because, you know, it's all marketable to, like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's in fucking Compton. You expect that shit. Compton. Yeah, but it's it's so fucked up, man. And I I hope people are as sick of it as I am. Uh, I don't I, think so. I, uh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, the, the reason I don't think people are, are sick of it is because algorithms work. Yes. And you're, so, you're, yeah, you go, go on. Sorry. So algorithms basically just spoon feed you what you want to see. Yeah. So essentially you're just like the news and the breaking things that you think you're seeing because it's like this is the news. You're looking at your personalized view or according to what the algorithm thinks you want to see so there's not really like you're going out of your way to like research things it's just kind of like this was being dropped in front of you according yeah. to whether you're a liberal whether you're a conservative whether you're a communist whether you're you know whatever it is you are everything is dropped in front of you and it's just like oh i they're gonna like this for sure and then and then that's what gets them the views because now you're just like more likely to click. Oh, I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna watch that. Yeah. So if you get a news and it's like, uh, you know, fuck Joe Biden or let's go Brandon. Yeah, th- you're I think probably that's a conservative. Stupid. Yeah. And if you get a one that says, you know, you know, uh, fuck Donald Trump and fuck the, you know, uh, the wall, you're probably a liberal. Yeah. And you're probably gonna get those only those kinds of videos, and you're yeah. only gonna get these kinds of videos. So at the at the end of the day, it's very it's very controlled. It is 
Although it, the information is still out there. Yeah, definitely. You can break out of that, but it takes effort to break out of that. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I thought when I was listening to Joe Rogan in the past, I thought he was like a good, like, neutral ground. Yeah. And, like, I was talking to my girlfriend about this because um, she was like, why do I keep hearing about Joe Rogan? Because on her algorithm, on her oh. feed is like, they always, like, you know, come up. And it's just like, well, Joe Rogan used to be good. Yeah. I don't like him anymore. Agreed. And it, and it, I personally think, well, I can pinpoint the point, the point and where I stopped liking him when he moved to Texas. Mm. And I was telling her, I personally think he started like being in this echo chamber of like, oh, you fucking shouldn't do this. You should. And like, you're surrounded by that. So you start to give in to that rhetoric or, you know, yeah. that, that mentality where it's just kind of like, fuck, maybe they're, maybe they're right. Maybe it's worth looking into. Or maybe it's worth, you know, having an opinion about this and, I think his show just fucking went downhill after he joined or he moved to Texas because it's like he hasn't said anything original anymore. Yeah, no. he's not for like the health of the of men. You know, he's more of like, hey, fuck it, I'm just gonna get paid. You know, like yeah, that that was the unfortunate part. Yeah. But like you were saying before, you know, early on it was like, oh shit. Yeah, he was this the guy m- saying how it is. This yeah, guy's he was, like fucking fuck that, fuck this, you know, like do you need this is what you need to do. Yeah. Now it's like I saw a a product thing, I don't know, I guess somebody exposed that he was actually a co founder of it. It's some drink or something. It's like a supplemental drink. On it? I think it's on it, yeah. yeah. Or no or something mind or something brain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Omega Brain or something like that. Yeah. But it's basically to boost your mental, cognitive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, function. Yeah. So what he was saying, he was sitting there like in a chair, two chair thing with the 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 so called CEO. But like I said, somebody I guess did research and found out that he was actually a co founder of it. Yep. So he has interest in it. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting there. And he's like, no, no, this product works. I'm telling you, it's like you know, I I can't. I it's it's gone to the point where I can't wake up and not have it because it's like. Yeah, you know, but people are pointing out like, well, you know, if you're feeding people something that they can't live without after a while, that sounds like an addictive product. That sounds like something that's like, you know, you want people to like basically like get better on their own without outside in, you know, coming in. But he was basically like, I remember I was doing this uh, UFC fight and I was trying, I had to comment. And I remember thinking, like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to comment because I don't have my whatever the whatever fuck, this is. product yeah. that I'm selling. And uh, I had to have you, and he was talking to the CEO, and I had to have you come bring me one in an emergency. And I was like, but that just, that doesn't sound right to me. That sounds, yeah, sounds there's something not right there. Yeah. So sounds like not... an alcoholic's like, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to need a beer because otherwise I'm yeah. going to fucking get crazy. <laughs> so it, it just didn't sound right. But it, you're right. Like, it's all about product selling and and all that uh you know fuck it you got enough money i'll say i'll say i love it yeah yeah and and like one well, i'm going to continue on this this train because i i want to bring this attention to some of the conspiracy theories that i that i heard mm. uh one not conspiracy theories it's more like facts uh basically a lot of these 
like companies that sponsor videos or certain people um like on youtube and like the social media and shit like that the reason why they do it is because the you know tv has the regulations that they have to go through whether it's like they even have so much regulations that they're not allowed to raise the value volumes mm. during commercials. So if you, if say you're watching a movie and then um, the commercial comes on, it has to be the same volume. Mm. So that's one of the regulations. Mm. Um, the amount of time and a commercial um, for whatever product that they're selling has to be a minimum of whatever seconds. Um, if you're watching like the Power Rangers, you can't advertise toys about the Power Rangers as the Power Rangers are airing. So they have like a lot of regulations, right? And so what a lot of these media people have done, uh, basically they've pushed all this selling points and sponsorships or whatever to brands like fucking, what's those, the, the Logans. Paul Logan oh, and shit like yeah. that because they can talk about they can have a whole as 10 minute video and two minutes can be of just original content oh yeah and then the rest eight minute video is just all about the product placement and shit like that yeah they can go as loud as they want to um and you, even Netflix if, if you're if you're watching like uh something on on Netflix or for instance, not Netflix, because I know Netflix does do it, but a perfect example is um, SpongeBob SquarePants on Amazon Prime. Mm. So, you know, in the very beginning of the show, they have the little Nicktoon um, jingle. Yeah. That, 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 or whatever it mm. is. So you're watching an episode, it's normal volume. The episode ends and it starts with a new one the fucking jingle comes on and it's fucking blasting. So again, the reason why they can get away with it is because it's not television or movie or radio and it's not regulated. Mm. So anything that's streaming, anything that's social media, anything that's YouTube, anything that's new right now is not being regulated. So they're able to make videos or make contents where it's breaking all those regulations and the fucking government can't do mm -hmm. anything about it because it's not regulated Fuck. and so shit like fucking what fucking joe rogan has been doing is like he's been steering away from his original you know i guess like process i feel when he was bought out by spotify but even more so when he moved to uh, texas and i feel like Someone's definitely paying him to say shit. Oh, definitely. A hundred percent. And I knew for sure that he was part of like owner or fucking CEO, whatever the fuck from on it. As soon as he started talking about on it and it was like, cause it just sounded too unreal. It started, you know, like it's too pushy. Yeah. Too like, this is amazing. This is the best yeah, thing I've just, ever, you know, and and like he he had me a couple of times where I was just like I'm kind of interested like me too no, I'm not gonna lie to you me too yeah but but at the same time it's like dude come on like your audience trusts you bro like the your audience made you yeah and, and like the least you can do is respect us to the point where you know 
still continue to give us your unbiased opinion and and like before he was very proud of saying like i'm not trying to change anybody's opinion i'm just trying to educate myself mm-hmm. and educate people who are listening they might not know of these certain things and now it's just kind of like i'm gonna bring on the people who are agreeing with what i have to say right yeah and i don't care whether i sound stupid or not i'm just gonna i'm a comedian and i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say like when he had dave Chappelle when i went to uh san francisco uh i was driving up there and so we were listening to that episode where he was with dave Chappelle. that you can hear dave Chappelle kind of be like dude what happened to you you're like a lot more closed closed off like why are you thinking these things and it's like because he was talking about how la and california are just bad it's like is it that the people you're hanging around with are bad mm. or is it that you know you think california is bad it's like is it no all california is bad but this and that and like there's some stuff that i kind of agree with like you know being in a high anxiety like city like la where you know you're stuck in traffic for like two hours and like you know you get anxiety just being in traffic and then people are pissing you off and there's just this yeah. constant like anxiety there yeah. i was like i get that but i'm pretty sure you don't live in la right you know, yeah. you know like so that's what dave Chappelle was saying like is it the people that you're hanging around with or is it just that you just do not like fucking la and he was just like no like fucking fuck la he's just like i'm done with that whole fucking i was like dude like why are you not not considering something else like you know right so it's just it there's to me there's this disconnect between me and him right now and um i mean i wish him the best but the only time i listen to him is when he he has like an artist or someone that i'm interested in like you know having snoop dogg you know yeah sometimes uh fuck that's the latest one and dave Chappelle that i that i heard I haven't yeah. heard any of his other like stupid as commentary commentator uh, episodes, which I always hated. I thought it was stupid. Yeah, I, I feel like he's he's even having like um he doesn't really have like you were just saying like people that agree with him for the most part. Yeah. So it's just kind of like there's no real like anything other than like him, you know, bulldozing the whole thing and being like right, 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 yeah. and then we're like yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, no, I get it, yeah, for sure. And it's just like a big, you know, it's a big O in politics. You call that a caucus where it's just a, a, a grouping of just everyone that has the same mentality. Mm-hmm. Everyone just thinks the same thing. And it's just like, oh, yeah, for sure. Nobody challenges anything, you know. For sure. And before he did he used to have like different people. I, I remember he had a transgender woman on there once. He had uh, this guy that was really controversial. His name, he was like a super Catholic gay democrat which was like what the fuck is going on or <laughs> or republican sorry <clears throat> so he was like super conservative but he was gay <clears throat> he was catholic it was like what the fuck and i remember him and they both had like a really interesting back and forth his name was milo yukov or something yeah like that. i remember that yeah but he was like he's a weird guy yeah <clears throat> and i remember him think you know and him going back and forth with joe rogan and i was like that's like an interesting exchange you know I yeah like, for i like sure. that that's like you know, you see this guy that's trying to like dominate Joe Rogan's conversation. Joe Rogan like 
you know, you know, standing his ground. It was like, yeah. all right, this classic Joe Rogan right here. So it was like, there's definitely been episodes where you're just like, man, this is this is about the conversation and the topic. It's not about trying to push an agenda or trying to anything For like sure. that. So, but more recently, I haven't had any interest other than getting to know maybe like the mind of Kanye West better or Snoop Dogg, yeah. his experiences, stuff like that. People, like you said, that are interesting, but not just because I want to listen to them. Yeah. And before, that's all I used to do, listen to Joe Rogan, you know, like I, a lot of the things that inspired me to make my first podcast was because of Joe Rogan. Yeah. Because, I mean, he used to even push that shit like, oh, you fucking start your own fucking podcast. Do that shit. Like, you know. And so, like, I took his advice and, you know, I made my first podcast and, you know, I wanted to model a lot of the shit that he was doing on there because I felt like, well, you know, I'm not rich or any of the people that I know are fucking rich or educated and shit like that. But I think I have some kind of perspective to, like, talk about or me and my cousin at the time, we have something to add to, you know, our fucking life or our living, you know, and maybe someone will find it entertaining and even even so now like when we fucking push to fucking get all this equipment it was because like i was just like you know fuck it like why not like this we fucking loved i fucking love doing this i hope you feel the same way all all ways i love this this is something that's a huge like breath fresh air in my life and i love it i love doing it yeah, he better say that shit. I fucking, you know, <laughs> he's got a gun pointed right at my crotch. <laughs> and, uh, yes, I oh, love it. This out. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Beep, 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 beep. SOS. <laughs> no, I mean, but yeah, like, you know, I, I fucking love this shit. Why would, why would I not, not continue to pursue it? And, like I said, Joe Rogan definitely sparked this this thing that we love and it sucks because it's like I wish yeah like everybody was happy when he got bought out by Spotify. I was oh, happy. Yeah. I was It like, seemed like that. a very much like a fuck you guys. I'm yeah. doing the w- things my way. Yeah. And I was very happy for him and I was excited. I was like fuck yeah, he's going to have money to do shit that we haven't been able to see because maybe he can't afford it or whatever, mm-hmm. but it just feels like he just went on this decline and it sucks because it's like, let's get celebrities in here, which I mean, he's gotten celebrities before. Yeah. But it, now it just seems kind of like, uh, you know, like when, uh, when a show's kind of like at its eighth season and it's like, let's get a, let's get a famous co-star in here. Let's get just Timberlake in yeah, here. Let's, just let's get somebody in here to uh, really spice things up. You know, like, oh, now people are going to want to watch it because there's this famous person on here. Yeah. Is which, uh, I mean, certain people are very interesting, but it's before it was like Eddie Bravo and, and, you know, Alex Jones with fucking exchanges <laughs> of like, what the fuck, you know? Let's talk about flat earth theory and then him fucking. It was just like, yeah. Know, nobody talks about this shit. And this is just interesting to listen to. Yeah. That weird exchange, that weird like back and forth about this dumb shit. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's. I I wish we could had a old, old Joe Rogan back because. Hashtag make <laughs> Joe Rogan great again. <laughs> oh <laughs> damn! Shots fired. <laughs> no, I, I mean. You're not wrong, you know. 
Because if we start that moving, you feel like he might have to acknowledge it at some point. I think if enough people start using that, I think it'd have to be a lot. Huh? Yeah, definitely. Because I don't think he. Because he doesn't run his social media accounts. He doesn't do shit. It's all Jamie. Famously, yeah. Famously, he's like, I don't read that shit. Yeah. He's like, I don't care. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. But I think eventually, like, it, if we do it and it gets hard to ignore, I think eventually he would, he's going to have to pay attention to it. Yeah. Um, but I think we have a better chance of, you know, reform <laughs> in yeah. the government true do reaching him as as um i forgot where i saw this but it was some some boss that was uh uh he was trying to teach a lesson to the uh to like some younger kids that didn't give a fuck about their job they're just doing whatever the fuck they wanted and uh so i guess he didn't um he didn't pay them or something like that yeah. or he was like uh he paid them like less uh than he was supposed to and he's like, the only way I can get you fuckers to listen to me is to start fucking with your money. And that's what <laughs> we need to do. Start fucking with Joe Rogan's money. Yeah. Not 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 only with Joe Rogan's money, but everybody's money. The government. If you if you Dude, if you stop buying shit, like this year was the first year no, th- yeah, well technically it was the first year that I didn't fucking even look at the Black Friday ads. Oh, <laughs> you're like uh no i have i i have tried not to look at that shit <laughs> i i mean one i don't have money two it's like i was kind of protesting in my own way because the last time i purchased something on black friday it was fucking shit i bought a tv and it's like really poor uh <laughs> it's it's piece of shit but i mean it, it turns on and it works but still <laughs> it turns on when it wants to <laughs> But still, like, you know, hearing about all these fucking strikes that are going on and hearing that uh, all this stuff that people are getting mistreated. Like, I know I was hearing that uh, Target for the first time did not have a Black Friday thing. Mm. I'm not sure if that's true, but I I heard it in the grapevine that that Target was just like, nope, we're closed Thanksgiving and we don't have any deals for Black Friday. (laughs) Come in if you want, yeah. which we know you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know, man. I, I yeah, you're right. Just fucking hit them where it hurts and their wallets. It's their money. That's the, all they care about. If Joe Rogan's still making a million dollars. He's not gonna give a fuck if he starts all of a sudden making five hundred thousand dollars. They'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. But he's. I think he's gonna make that regardless because. Well, it's yeah, not, I, I I know I understand that. I'm just saying, like it. it Unfortunately, it takes a lot. Stop buying on it products. Stop buying his merch. Stop buying his fucking shit. You know, there's fuck a, that shit. It's, it's, it's always gonna be guys that that want to be alphas that want to be this guy. They're like, oh, I want to be able to to be the guy that like demands authority and does this and does that. And usually, they're just like assholes. Yeah, <laughs> Jarog is just catering to assholes because people that are really like about him and what he was about aren't assholes yeah they were just guys that were like interested in understanding things and learning things and yeah and opening the mind to like different conversations and being able to talk about things that were like not talked about anywhere else yeah 
And now it's kind of like, now you're just catering to assholes. I want to yeah. be this like alpha male, alpha, you know, I only elk meat with alpha brain. brain. Yeah, alpha brain. That's what it was called. Al- alpha it's alpha brain, brain right? Alpha brain. That's what it is. Alpha brains, yeah. I don't, I don't leave my house without the alpha brain. I need it. It's like crack. I need it. it has, actually put crack in it. It has lion's mane's mushrooms. <laughs> Fuck you. Lion's mane and also some sort of something or other. You know, it's got fun guys from my bungholes. I got nothing nothing but respect for him as a person, but as a business person, fuck you, dude. Like yeah. you fucked us over, man. You yeah. you were supposed to be the chosen one. <laughs> you goddamn fucker. <laughs> just goes to show. Uh anybody in power just kind of Yeah, when you get hey dude and, and fucking Joey Diaz was talking shit about Joe after he got fucking paid. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, oh, fuck Joe Rogan. Fuck that fucking cocksucker. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Joey Diaz. Yeah, you get Joey Diaz on your bad side. I mean, shit. Dude, exactly. He must have been that's, doing something bad. That's telling, dude. And like, that was his boy. Yeah, that's his boy. He and he's talking shit time. about how Joe Rogan has changed ever since he got that fuck you money. Yeah. And it's like, that's telling, dude. Like, this, these people know you. Fucking, like, dude, If I mean, uh, I don't know. If I had fuck you money... Like, I want to believe I did the right thing by the people who gave me that fuck you money, yeah. you know, you know, who, who made me possible, made it possible for me to receive that fuck you money. Yeah. But I mean, money does change you. I don't know. It does. Like, you know, in hindsight, I, I, I hope I who said this, I think it was like Steve Harvey. He was saying, I think he said, uh, by the way, I don't really like his mentality of things sometimes, but. He says something that is kind of true when he says money doesn't change you. Money allows you to be the person that you truly are inside, which Ooh. is basically it facilitates your inner ego to be what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So your your struggles and your everyday life keeps you in check. Like, ah, uh, you can't talk shit about this person because you look at your car. You yeah. can't talk shit about that person because, man, you're barely like struggling that, to though. pay this. If you had that money, you'd be like, ah, fuck you. You suck. Look at you. You're wearing that clothes. You're wearing this. It's like, it just, it basically allows you to be who you truly are. Yeah. And that's like, that. fuck, dude, that sucks. That that hits home because I've seen, not not personally to me, like in my, but like I've seen people who who came into money or, or maybe like, for instance, like some people that I know that I used to work with back in the day all of a sudden changed because they finally graduated from this prestigious mm. college. And all of a sudden you're like better than us because, oh, right, yeah. you know, like it's like, nah, fuck you dude. Like he, you need to understand that you are here. Yeah. You're still here just because a piece of paper tells employers that you're capable of, fucking staying at a fucking college control all delete yeah (laughs) it's like fuck you dude like you know it it pisses me off well anyways i digress i i think you know it's fucked up that you know money does change you and and like it it sucks because i not not necessarily is it just money but it's like shit like that where just because you have a fucking degree now all of a sudden you're not okay to go to fucking Wingstop or McDonald's, like oh, yeah. I, it can't be seen there, or like I don't want to be seen with friends that work at a fucking 
you know colleagues. Yeah, stupid dude. <laughs> Fuck that shit. They're not coworkers, they're colleagues. Yeah, colleagues. They're associates. Or <laughs> they're so- this is my uh this is my intern. I have four of them. Yeah. And and it fucking sucks because like you can you can like I've I have experienced this twice already where it's like oh you graduated from uh fucking whatever school and it's like that's cool man like good for you I'm I'm proud of you you know and it's like oh yeah blah blah and then that silence afterwards so like dude we used to hang out we used to go fucking bar hopping we used to fucking eat our meals fucking like and I get it like it does allow you to do certain shit right but it shouldn't be an excuse to treat people like shit yeah you know and i feel personally like you know who knows i i don't know if i'll ever be able to experience this but i feel like if i were to come into some money or come into you know some wealth and i'd be allowed to do that shit because of my experiences because of my struggle i think that i will always no matter what be balanced by it because yeah one thing as you know and I'm not saying that this goes to like all Mexicans or all Latinos or all people of color. One thing that my parents raised me was is to never forget where you came from. Yeah. You know, and and that's one thing that I'm very proud of. Like we didn't have shit. We came from a fucking, you know, basically twenty, thirty dollars from my dad's pocket to, you know, my dad fucking owning two houses in his lifetime you know or having to purchase two houses we don't own the second one (laughs) but still like you know they came they came into this country as immigrants and now they they have a house and you know they have fucking money to pay bills and you know that's i'm very proud of that and i'm very proud of my parents and i will never forget no matter how much money I come into, I don't think I'll ever forget that. And I, I think, you know, if or when it happens, I think I would be okay. I wouldn't be that fucking asshole because I, yeah. I struggled. We struggled, yeah, you know. of course. I'd like to think the same way too. I don't, I, I, you know, I feel like, I don't feel like I have expensive tastes per se. Like, I don't feel like I'm, I'm concerned with, much of anything that's like high end or anything like that you know i have the capabilities of buying myself you know good clothes and good shoes and i could be in some sort of debt buying you know with a newer car or something but i don't feel like i have that inside of me where it's like i want the latest and greatest yeah of anything you know even even with guitars i i buy them used and i try to get the best deal i can Course. I'm not like oh fuck I'm gonna go buy a you know four thousand dollar Gibson Les Paul over yeah. here you know but I, I I'd like to I like to think that I I'd, I'd be able to keep myself in 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 check even after having that ability to lose control with the with the with the whole thing yeah uh there's this band called Karungbing oh, yeah. that I that I saw at um san francisco when i went well like 
I fucking love everything about this band and especially like the the bassist she's a female and she plays this SX brand of bass mm. and the the reason why it stands out so much to me is because uh I don't have it anymore but I had purchased an SX brand um SG like mm. a Gibson SG right yeah so the SX is basically a copy it, oh, it was okay. like really cheap like chinese made like barely working like you had to fucking fix some things ar- along the way it and came with issues yeah <laughs> i mean but it was a copy it was right like, yeah, you yeah. know painted everything was good um but yeah like that was my my brand you know growing up you know like this this uh bc rich was my first guitar and then I got uh, the Yamaha that my ex-girlfriend bought me. And then the next guitar that I purchased by myself was like a $100 SG copy. And so it was by SX. And uh, anyways, I digress. This uh, bass player from Karungbing, she plays the same brand, mm. SX, but it's a bass. And fucking hell does she make that fucking bass sing. Mm. She makes that bass fucking sound good dude and it's just like i'm so proud of that you know she's like i don't give a fuck like it yeah, sounds good i'm gonna play it i wonder i wonder what, uh, what what the story is behind that i'm sure there might be something more than just they offered me a deal or something like that no she she's come out in uh rig review or rig something mm-hmm. rig breakdown i don't know it's on youtube you can find yeah it. she was gifted that bass by one of her family members and so she just that's her bass that she doesn't want to play anything else other than that that bass so it has a lot of sentimental value but like i understand you know like what i feel like it's very important is that even though she can afford to buy like the most expensive bass yeah she still uses that one yeah, she could have a fucking American-made jazz master, fucking latest model. Yeah, and probably get a sponsorship yep. too from Fender. But she, nope, she uses that one. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I I like that. I like the idea of that too because uh, this past birthday, you were at the jam session for yes. my birthday. Um, <laughs> uh, my girlfriend gifted me a a Les Paul. Uh, it was an Epiphone Les yeah. Paul. And uh, Epiphone has widely been regarded as like Gibson's, uh, what Squire bastard is child. to Gibson. <laughs> bastard child. <laughs> yeah, the bastard child of, of what uh, uh, Gibson is. Yeah. Um, but it's an affordable, you know, uh, alternative to Gibson. Yeah, because if sure. you're looking into Gibson's, you're looking at least on the lower end, maybe $1,200 starting. Yep. And then from there, it just kind of goes up. And there's no way really around that. Yeah. You, wanna, you want a Gibson, you're going to get a Gibson, you know. Maybe, I think maybe for the juniors, you might be in the 899 market. Yeah, that's like missing a fucking yeah, pickup or two. Yeah, it, it needs some <laughs> something. But uh, anyways, I, I play this guitar and I love this guitar and it, and it just sounds great and uh, it feels good, you know. But, uh, you know, there's always that little voice in me. Oh, wow, but it doesn't have the Gibson logo on it. It doesn't have the Gibson. It's not a real Gibson. You know, but I'm like, this this guitar sounds good. It feels good, you know, and, uh, and it's and, and quite honestly, it's one of my you know favorite guitars that I've ever actually played. It feels really nice. 
it's the setup was really good on it and everything. So I was like, and it's loud as fuck because you you fucking heard it. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, somebody that more recently that I I kind of like made me feel a little more comfortable with the whole thing, and not really thinking about that is uh, Gary Clark Jr. has actually I think he's uh, sponsored by Epiphone and he has a, a series of his own signature Epiphones. He's got the semi hollows and. Uh, I was like, well, you know, he could have easily gone a Gibson yeah. sponsorship or something like that. You know, I don't know what the story is with him and uh, getting uh, behind Epiphone. But, it, you know, it's just basically like, you know, he plays an Epiphone. Sounds great. You know, I think he swapped out maybe the pickups or something like that. Yeah, you get pretty pickups. Yeah, but, you know, he plays it. And it's not like he's trying to, like, be like, I got money now, so I'm going to go buy a Gibson version of this guitar because that's what I need to have. I'm a pro yeah you know it's like you play what you what sounds good and what feels good like for sure you were saying with the with the bass player yeah like you know one one of the things that that stands out to me like players like that it's it's they're they're often like to me they're often like regarded as like they know that it's not about the fucking the money or the look it's more about the skill it's more about their comfort or their their sound that they're looking right. for and i love that because it if you translate it into like real world you know type things is not necessarily music orientated but you know you get in a job and you get someone that has a fucking degree but has not worked in the industry doesn't know, know what the fuck he or she is doing and then you get someone who doesn't have a fucking degree but has been in the industry and knows exactly what they're doing and like they would rather go with the flashy fucking name like Gibson mm. you know like yeah. and like to me like going back to the experience of my last job like I was so appreciative of this guy giving me a chance he took a chance on me mm. even though I didn't have a degree even though I didn't have an experience yes it was a fucked up fucking situation but still like like that i will never forget because even though it was a shitty situation and just shitty experience like that meant so much to me because it felt like you know what regardless of whatever you did or what however you decided to hire me you did so on the fucking base merit of my sheer attitude or like my sheer willingness and I fucking love that. And the same thing goes for like Gary Clark Jr. Like he doesn't give a fuck about fucking Gibson or fucking any of these guitar companies. And the same thing goes with the bass player for Karung being like, they don't give a fuck about this shit. So, you know, good. I'm going to make this shit sing. I'm going to mm. make this shit sound good. You know, it's, it's my skill, my talent that you're paying for. Mm. It's not some fucking name brand yeah. shit. And like, it's just, it, I fucking love it. Like, this this guitar right here, I'm pointing to my Telecaster, Telecaster. copy. It's a Xavier brand. I have you ever heard of Xavier? I have not. <laughs> exactly, like. But it looks I, great. It looks it's great. Got the binding on it. Double it's got binding. Deluxe, yeah. Yeah, I fucking love that that guitar. That's my go-to guitar. And and then you know I have a Squire, fucking. Uh, the jazz. Jazz bass, and I play that bass more than my Fender at. at and fucking it sucks because i actually bought a fender 
and I've had more problems with my Fender than I have with the Squire. And it's just like, that's just telling, you know, of the struggle. The struggle is real, and the reason why real people are real is because they understand the struggle. Yeah. The struggle makes you real. Yeah, true. Um, Just a quick little segue segue from this, but it it, it goes along the same lines. Because when I was watching... um, uh, uh, the reviews on the guitar that I was gifted. Um, I was uh watching a lot of these guys that were on there, and they were like comparing them back to back with like Gibson Les Pauls, you know. And they're like, "This guitar is twenty four hundred dollars. Does it compare to this Epiphone guitar?" Mm-hmm. And they kept going back and forth, and they do blindfold tests, and they'd be like, "Oh my god!" And they'd mix it up. They'd be like, "It's so close. Like I can't, I can't tell the difference." Yeah. And then they'd be like, and then they would say something like, "This would be a good." maybe beginner or maybe your second guitar i'm like but you're comparing it to a 2400 dollar guitar and you're not getting it right all the time you're still mixing them up and you're like it doesn't feel different or anything how how are you suggesting that this could only be for beginners or for you know why can't you say like this is a good guitar like this is a steal for the price period like this is it is what it is you know like why are you gonna like be nitpicking and be like oh you know like maybe if this was my fucking my second guitar maybe i would buy it you know but you know like at the end of the day you were sitting there blindfolded and you said oh this is the gibson yeah and it wasn't yeah you know and it's like well to me it was like you know at this point you're just you're kind of just nitpicking and then by the time you take the blindfold off you're like oh but i want to see that gibson logo yeah so now you're just paying for the logo essentially yeah because it sounded the same you plugged into the same settings and everything and you couldn't tell the difference. All of a sudden. All of a sudden <laughs> you're like, Oh wait, no, this actually yeah, there's a there's a warmer hint there. Yeah, I can I can feel the fresh. It's the visual. It's the visual yeah. warmth. <laughs> I can that. I can see the t- I can see the, the radiance. And and I mean like personally, like I can I can coming from a graphic design point, I feel like you know, like squires mm. I mean they use the same font <laughs> yeah. pract- practically. Yeah. And Epiphone, basically the same font as Gibson. Yeah, exact, almost exactly the same. But I feel like they do that shit on purpose where they don't make it different enough and exciting enough to be like, you know what? This is his own thing that stands out on his own two feet. All right. You know, and they make it on purpose where it's like, oh, well, it's easily comparable. And the best option here is to get the Fender instead of the Squire. And the same thing happens where... When it's like, oh, it's a fucking Mexican-made uh, Fender, yeah. and it's not an American. It's like, fuck you. It's it's fucking more expensive, and the shit still fucking sucks. My fucking Korean-made Squire has had no fucking issues. Yeah. The only issues I've ever had was with the fucking tuning heads, and I can I, I can replace that shit with like twenty, thirty bucks. Yeah. But even then, it's it's intact. And then the, looks good. Too. Yeah. And, and with the Mexican made fender, I had to replace the pickups. I had to replace the pick guard. I had to replace the fucking cheap made fucking uh, electronics, the jacks. Yeah. And, like all this shit would have costed me a shit ton of money to have anybody else like to come and like replay it. Right. And, but I had to, I did it on myself. So I saved myself money in that way. But still like I've never had any issues with the Squire I have more issues with the Squire than the Fender, but I understand how these companies pay no attention 
to like putting any effort into making it yeah. stand on its two feet and it sucks because it's like like if you if you would have made squire logo a little bit like more prestigious it was his own brand kind you know, of yeah thing. it's just like don't don't make it look like the bastard child of Fender. right yeah you know the same thing for epiphone don't make it look like the bastard child of gibson yeah the the, the same shit goes for cars like honda and accord oh right. or honda and uh, acura yeah fucking lexus and toyota shit like that it's all owned by the same fucking company they just change the logos and shit like that yeah but almost sometimes the exact same car maybe just with like leather interior yeah <laughs> like fucking nissan and infinity yeah right yeah, it's exactly. like dude, ford it's a, lincoln yeah. yeah it's so fucking frustrating but yeah i mean i think you can definitely change the image of a brand by spending a little bit of time trying to m- let it stand on its two feet um but i know they won't do that because yeah it's it's, the, it's it's all profit. It's it's the business. Yeah. You know, you got you you got enough of a grasp on people that are like, ah, oh, but I want it to say Fender. Yeah. And it's just like that's the difference right there. Yeah. I mean, just fucking put a sticker over it, make it your own. You yeah, know. Just fucking just erase it. Have a blank one that yeah. make people think. Like what the fuck is like, that? Like what is he playing? He's not playing anything, man. He's the real Tom Morello, <laughs> not. Asking for or giving any sponsorships. Fuck Tom Morello. Yeah, Tom Morello ended up uh, asking for all the sponsorships. <laughs> I know. He's on TikTok now. And he's like, yeah, oh, I've seen that shit. Oh my god, it's so fucking annoying. He's so with his little it's, bandana. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. This guitar doesn't kill fascists. The fuck out of here. Probably it made to. in like fucking some sweatshop in Indonesia. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that guy, man. I can't stand his face. Well, with that, fuck Tom Morello, fuck Joe Rogan. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a very productive... uh, We just went together with a lot of companies and a lot of established people, so... Yeah, fuck the establishment. Fuck the money. We can use some, but We can use some, but it's not about that. Remember that. Yes. It's always about the ultimate happiness and what you want to achieve in life, and don't let yourself be swindled by this... uh, idea of what uh, a typical american uh, dream is so you just got to be happy love yourself love your mother and you know god bless god bless america thank you for this award Uh, sorry (laughs) i went off into the different way this is Uh, the wrong one this is the wrong one this is when we win the uh the award for the best meat in the world (laughs) in the world not even just the the competition the world (laughs) prestigious award i want to thank god you know not Satan, because we, we don't believe in, you know, just Unless he's sponsoring this, in which case. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, fuck, man. It's, it's been hard. It's, it's a struggle. But, you know, struggle makes us real, because the struggle is real. The struggle has been real. And this has been another episode of The Odd Fillers. Of course, you know where to find us. On Instagrams and on the Anchor app, you can also comment on there. Sometimes I leave a little, you know, you can leave little uh, trivia questions. Yeah, I did that last episode. I think Stephanie's been responding to most of them. I haven't even looked, to be honest. I think she has. I think. She responded to the first one. I know that much. But, yeah, uh, check out, look out for our trivia questions, usually about something in the episode. Make sure you guys are listening. And, uh, yeah, just respond. How many beers do we have today? I think we just-
We just had like two <laughs> tall boys. Yeah, two tall boys. And a shot of uh, Maker's Mark. Maker's Whiskey. Mark. Ah, that'll be that. That there it is. That's the question. Yeah. Seek a seat. Um, yeah, we would like to thank our sponsors and our very special subscribers. Yes, of course. Always. George and Steph. Steph and George. Thank you, guys. <sighs> oh, I did this clap in there <laughs> or something. Uh, thank you, guys, uh, for... You know, sticking with us. I know we've Never been kind of support. on a weird schedule. Uh, we love you both very, very much. If you want to be shouted out on the podcast, just ask to be. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> <you> just <laughs> fucking text me, please. Just ask just, to be. <laughs> just text me. No, no. Just become a subscriber. Throw some money at us. You know, we make it rain. Yeah, make it rain. <laughs> Throw some fucking change at us. <laughs> make a hell. <laughs> yeah, make a hell. <laughs> no, but we appreciate you guys uh, for sticking this long to our episode. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we hope to bring you some more episodes very soon. Stick to the schedule, I guess. Yeah, as we'll best try. as we can. As best as we can. It's busy this time of year. We're going to have to uh, yeah, figure something Christmas out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But you know, we are (laughs) we are very grateful for you guys to uh, stick around, especially Steph and George. Yeah, and you guys are fucking awesome. Yeah, we 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 love you guys and your continuing support. And uh, uh, we've got plenty of the wife beater sizes of the uh, meads, and we've got some leftover of the seasonal brews. I think I'm going to make one last batch of that and uh, try to get the recipe refined this time. Yes. And so that way uh, you guys can enjoy the true essence of that first one that we had. Oof. Sounds good. Well, you heard it here first. And, uh, yeah, just hit us up personally on our personal cell phones because we are very hard of hearing on Instagram. And we know you know our numbers. Yeah, you you know you know how to hit hit, hit us George. Up. <laughs> Either one of us, we are able to answer your questions about orders and how to get your fix. Um, but yeah, just hit us up on our personal lines. You know who you are. If you do not know how to get to our personal lines, go ahead and uh, make your way into our Instagram DMs. We will get to you when we get to you. Send some nudes. I mean, food. I mean, fucking. Send your order. Send your money order. <laughs> uh, and again, for those who made it this far, thank you. And for those who didn't, fuck you. <laughs> I know. Uh, we love you all. And uh, this has been the podcast. Despiértate cabrón Microphone check One, two, two
Yeah, yeah. I was caught up in the bridge, uh, long time no see, uh, stranger came up to me and said, yo, what it be? I said, look, it's the deuces, 